welcome back to Grid I'm Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nawara. Last night seemed like it was revenge of the Sharps. Seems like it may have been revenge of a loom. There was some fake steam toward close to game time when it was announced that something called Nick Mullins was going to play quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers instead of something called C.J. Beathard and the pride, what is it, Southern Missouri Eagles, wherever the hell Brett Favre went to school, went out and shredded this embarrassing Oakland Raiders outfit. We were a consensus pick on the Niners. That was before the Mullins news, and we just stuck with him, even though Mullins was going in. And we got the cover. Hoped you guys tailed and got the win as well. Very happy to have Bert and DP back. DP especially, who went through a hellish travel nightmare this week. Is there any short synopsis recap that you can provide the people just to give them a glimpse into what your, I guess, 48 hours were traveling across this great nation, DP? Yeah, all you need to know is that I ended up in Lake Charles, Louisiana during a tornado warning. There we go. That's the end of the story. That's succinct and perfect. Uh, week nine of the NFL season. We we landed a body blow two weeks ago of three and two. And then last week, I guess we kind of made contact with a two, two, and one. But I'm going to keep saying it. We need a four and one, a five and oh. We need a boost in the super contest. If you are new to the program, that's what we are doing here. We are putting together five picks to submit to the Westgate. In, in an effort to try and win $1.4 million. We're currently in the top third percentile, but obviously some more work to be done. Also want to tell you that we are brought to you by Sharp Sides. And now, very exciting news. If you have an Android device, you can enjoy, you can join us lucky iOS users who are currently using the Sharp Side app. We're picking games, we're following the leaderboard, we're leaving advice nuggets, and now if you have an Android device, you too, if you go to the Google Play Store, you can get in the action as well. Very happy to be a part of the Roto Grinders family. You can also check out sharpside.com. All right, boys and girls, every episode we start with split games where two hosts are on one side, two hosts are on the other. We go to Lone Wolves where it's one host standing alone. And then finally, we reveal the card. Split games, nothing too, too sexy here. Uh, both games should be fun. Uh, Bucks at Panthers and Lions at Vikings. But nobody here has a ton to say about either except for DP, who not only has selected Ryan Fitzmagic and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as plus six-point dogs heading to division rival. Carolina Panthers. He has them in his own top five. If he was creating his own super contest submission, they would be on there. DP, lead us off in the split game segment. Tell us why you love Tampa Bay so much in this spot. 
Yeah, I mean, initially, just quickly glancing over the schedule of the games without knowing the spread, I, I was thinking, you know, oh, this seems like a good spot that I could like the Panthers here. But uh, as I went over my capping, as I looked at the lines, I started liking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers more and more. First of all, they're just different, in my opinion, and better in, in terms of being different with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm. And six points is just too many against a Panthers team that I think plays down to its competition way, way, way more often than not. Um, I think that this line should be closer to four and a half. So I have to take the six here. Four and a half was the look ahead line. And joining you, albeit with his very last selection, is Bert Minotti. Brett Colson, our resident, not Panthers fan, but Panthers train conductor, I'll say. Bert, what made you ultimately click Tampa Bay in the spot? Because I don't know which Ryan Fitzpatrick we're going to get. That's a scary element when you're trying to cap a football game. So this one gets thrown all the way at the bottom of the card for me. That's it. That's it. Can't trust that dude. That's it and that's all. It's not like Mo and I are registering massive opinions here either. Mo has the Bucks at a 3 out of 12. I have them at a 2 out of 12. Mo, I will give you the floor. Tell me why and the people why. You clicked... Carolina. Well, this game, I kind of wanted to love the Panthers at first, but um, I do believe Tampa Bay's passing game with the Fitz magic can keep them in this. Um, obviously, it's worrisome that they went down 30 to the Bengals. It just feels like a high-variance game, and uh, I thought that the line... Should probably be seven, though. So I guess Panthers just for picking purposes, but don't feel confident at all in this. Yeah, Mo said the word that crept into my analysis the most for this game, and that is variance. You have, if not for Jameis Winston, the highest variance quarterback (laughs) at the helm in Brian Fitzpatrick. His highs are extremely high, and his lows are extremely low. And in addition to that, there's the chance that the Panthers just absolutely blow doors here because the Bucks have the worst defense in football by a country mile. 32nd overall, 32nd against the pass. We told you last week how they were performing 50% worse than the mean. They crept up a little bit. They're in the 40s, but still a historically bad defense with Tampa Bay. And I really like what Norv Turner's been doing with that offense, scheming some looks for rookie DJ Moore. So I think there's a large part of the sample that is Panthers blowout. And for that reason, knowing that I had to select the game, I clicked on Carolina. The next game, Lions at Vikings. The Vikings are four and a half point favorites in the Super Contest. 73% of the public is on Minnesota. And I too am on the purple and white. This is rule of Mo. Public sniffed out a bad line, I think. Look ahead line was six and a half points. So just because of a couple bad bounces, we're taking two points away from Minnesota. I understand that there are injury concerns. Uh, most notably, adding to them is Stefan Diggs. The other guys, we know of their injuries. They were injured last week as well. Barr. Sandejo, Linville Joseph, Riley Reef, Xavier Rhodes, uh, and Dalvin Cook. Uh, on the other side of the ball, we've got Ziggy Ansa and TJ Lang, who were limited for Detroit. The biggest shining hope for me 
two things. One, Zimmer being goat at home. They're one, two, and one against the spread this year, but still, Zimmer is touting a 67.6% uh, cover percentage at home with the Vikings. And Everson Griffin, who returned last week, played 70% of the defensive snaps, so he is a full go. On top of all that, Burt Minotti was absolutely right last week in saying that one, Russell Wilson was going to shred the Detroit Lions. They did. They remained 30th on defense, 30th against the pass. So I think yeah, on seven on 17 passes. I think that's all. That's all I needed, I, which is insane. Most efficient day possible. <laughs> so I think the Vikings will still be fine in this spot. Uh, and dare I say, if Diggs is down, I think it's Laquan Treadwell season in DFS. <laughs> wow, that's a take. I mean, how could it not be? This defense is horrid, and they have no receivers. If they're still trotting out something Treadwell, even though he's been so bad consistently, he's his volume's going to have to see an uptick if, if Diggs sees the bench. Uh, you guys all had this at a 4 of 12. Uh, I had it at a 6 of 12, so closer to the middle of the pack, but still not all the way up there. Uh, I'll go with the uh, the guy who agreed with me, which is, again... Mo Nuwara. Mo, why'd you click Minnesota? Because I believe in this Minnesota team, I think. Um, it seems like they might be turning a corner. They looked really good against the Saints for one half of football until Adam Thielen decided to give the ball and the game away. And if that doesn't happen, isn't this line where it should be, which is like minus six? Yeah. Like I said, two bad bounces and the line moves two points. Yeah. Um, I feel like that game is just pretty much a throwaway after the second half for capping purposes. Minnesota was doing fine. They just they just blew it, and they probably were going to win the game if they just don't do that right there. They were about to go up like possibly 10 points getting the ball back after half too. And like you said, um, it seems like they may be turning a corner on defense with Everson Griffin. He definitely is a player who makes a large difference. And um, he did look like he was shaking some rust off. Uh, he jumped off sides multiple times, I believe, when I was watching. I also think the Golden Tate trade matters. Um, I think Golden Tate is a player who does make a difference as well. Um this is pretty much, I'm assuming Diggs is playing. He says he's playing. They need him to play because he and Thielen are just like basically what makes their offense go. Laquan season. No, no, I don't believe in that <laughs> at all. Um, so I'm guessing Diggs plays, but uh, I think this, I think the Vikes are just a little underpriced right now. And I, I just haven't believed in this Detroit team all years, particularly just when I look at this defense on paper, they look pretty abysmal. Bert Minotti, not only did you nail the Lions last week, you've done a great job in games they're participating in. Five and two you are in Detroit games. So why'd you switch sides this week? Why are you thinking that the Lions can cover here? I mean, you must think they're a live dog if you're taking them at four and a half. Well, this is mostly a market play and a contest play for me. Three quarters of the public on the Vikings 
And as much as I hate to fade Zimmer at home, I, I can't ride the public home favorite here. Even though, like you guys said, it does feel like a good spot for the Vikes coming off an absolutely gut wrenching game, one that we had on the card. They let that game slip out of their hands before halftime. Uh, but in this contest this week, where the public steam is heavy on the Vikes, we could see the Vikings extremely popular in the contest. And we're in a spot now where we we kind of need wins that nobody else is getting, and we need these popular teams to to fail. And so this this is a stay away for me for the contest. DP, your favorite bearded genius defensive coordinator, round this out. Tell us why you clicked on Detroit. That guy's an idiot. Um, <laughs> just the fact that I there's 73% of the public is on the Vikings here, and unlike Mo, I don't really believe in this Vikings team. I mean, I think they're they're good, not great. Um, I just I feel like they have a lot of flaws. Um, I, I, Rich, I totally understand how good uh, Zimmer is at home, um, but I mean, I think four and a half is just a good number to get, uh, and I'm not going to be siding with more than 70% of people betting on this game. Just not. Rule of public sniffed out a bad line. All right, let's get to the Lone Wolves. Another good week for Lone Wolves. Six and two in Lone Wolves selections. Not good. That's bad for us. Not good whatsoever 11 3 and 1 over the last three weeks when one host is alone on a side not good so let's hopefully kick it to you guys for some terrible lone wolf picks and the first one is interesting because brett has this lone wolf in his top five he would submit it on his own card and mo has the other side this game is a game that i personally uh, have s- my soul invested in, and I don't want anything to do with it. So, Brett, tell me, why can you pick a side here, a lone wolf side, and have some vindication towards it? I like buying the, the New York Jets this week. Coming off two bad losses against two good AFC North teams, now traveling to Miami with a fake fan base. They're getting points against a bad football team. Not a whole lot to like here on either side, but one area the Jets should be able to exploit is the Dolphins' run defense. They continue to get buried on the ground uh, every week. So I I think this is a Isaiah Crowell game. I expect him to eat here. This game might not reach 35 points, and in these types of games, I'm always looking at the team getting the points. This is an AFC East rivalry game, uh, an ugly one, and gladly taking the points here with the Jets. Mo, you've got the other side. You've got the fish. I'll play the sounder. I'm... Warms my heart. And Mo's got the other side. Miami and the Dolphins, the greatest football team. Makes me want to puke in my mouth. And you've got it at the bottom of your top five, so barely making your card. But Mo, if you were in the Super Contest, tell me why you would lay three points this week with the Miami Dolphins. Because this line's a, a point off at least here, I think. Um, we have the Dolphins coming in on extra rest. And the the key here is I just feel for Sam Darnold. He's doing what he can, but he's just not in a good spot. Um, his O-line is not very good. And most critically right now, 
They have absolutely nobody to throw to. You cannot win in 2018 without weapons who can make plays in space. Um, they have no wide receivers with um, engines. That's uh, old Quincy and Nunwa there. <laughs> if you if you try to type Inunwa on an iPhone, it will autocorrect to engines. So that's why yeah. you call him engines. You, they don't have engines. They don't have Robbie. Um, this Miami pasty has been absolutely awful, but I just don't see how the Jets can really exploit it, and uh, that's the biggest problem here. And I think when you just have these injuries piling up on this key position group right here, that the Jets really need to be able to like make something happen on offense. It's just it's just not not good for them and. This is a terrible pick by Brad because I, I, I want to believe in this Jets team and I've tried to believe in them. But just at this point, with what we've seen and with the personnel they're going to be trotting out there, it's just they have nothing dynamic going on on offense. And I don't believe that they're going to be able to do that much here. Uh, but Miami, I think, can probably string together enough i mean i don't know if, if brock osweiler just gives it away who knows but i still just this jets offense is so ungodly bad right now come on it's it's herndon season it is definitely herndon season deontay burnett richard matthews he's a vet their best pass catcher is something called burnett no it's definitely chris herndon and it's chris herndon coming home um kid Gets to play in the rock. I, I can kind of see it. I, I put this as my one. I clicked the Dolphins. I Whatever. Uh, my one line here was, there's no single outcome in this contest. That surprises me. Jets blowout, no surprise. Dolphins blowout, no surprise. Dolphins. Well, that should make it an easy pick for the Jets then. No. <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, I see three as a neutral line. I don't see, I don't see it as... A dog and a favorite, to be honest. I see it as neutral, and I'm just going to take the home team. DP, anything to add here? This was your two-pointer. Yep, nothing to add at all. I want nothing to do with this game. <laughs> all right, let's go to Mo for two two head-scratchers. One I don't think is a head-scratcher because he's uh, a homer. He picked the chefs, laid the eight on the road against the Browns, put it at his one. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But this, this pick, Mo, this pick. Are you just mad that they didn't cover on Monday night? Mo took the Bears laying 10 on the road with Mitch Trubisky against the Buffalo Bills. Mo, please explain yourself. This is an outlier. That's the thing. You have the Bills that have literally the worst offense in NFL history. I mean, this. I think we're going to look back on this Bills offense and just remember watching it and just the privilege that we got to see the absolute worst unit to ever step on an NFL field. Um, they can't move the ball at all. They have zero strengths, absolutely nothing positive on this offense. On the other side, I am worried about Trubisky on the road versus a good D, but I do believe in this Chicago staff to scheme up enough here and then you have Peterman versus a good defense, you guys. 
I would have really liked to grab the Bears at their um, – I think the opener was 8.5. I think that line was definitely too short. I think this line should be north of 10, sitting at 10. The value of those points is like pretty marginal when it's that small and they're not like, you know, we're not just going from like 12 to 14 or something. But uh, yeah, I, th- I just think this has definitely got potential to be Bears blowout. You guys just don't, I, you guys aren't factoring in how outlier this Bills offense is. How many points do the Bears have to score to cover 10 here? 17. You think they can get to 17? Yes. Anyone can get to 17 with a quarter of a pulse. If you have a quarter of a pulse in 2018, you can get to 17 because the rules. This, and the Bears also have like the a Bears, sharp coaching staff. But they have an awful offense, an awful quarterback. This feels like 14 to 10, 17 14. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. They can't set this total low enough. I mean, the total is like 38 or whatever. Still under. Bert Minotti, doesn't this just feel like Nathan Peterman's win? No. Come on. Get out of here with that. I do like the points, though. Because it's Trubisky on the road in a hostile environment against a pretty solid defense. The Bills' defense looked great last week. I feel so bad for this unit because the offense does them zero favors. Uh, this is hard. Like most said, this is arguably the worst collection of offensive players we've seen in the last decade. And even with a creative play caller, they cannot move the football. So like if they get down big early, they can't, they can't cover. They don't have the personnel to count on a backdoor cover, but I think they can keep this game close enough you just got it's the Peterman backbreaker that you really have to worry about. It happens every single every single time he's on the field. But who's Trubisky pulling away from on the road? You know, like in what world is that happening? They can't run straight against this defense either. No. I mean, Jordan Howard's a clown. So yeah. the only it could thing be, it could be a clown game. The only reason, the only way you can lay ten with the Bears here is if you're expecting a defensive score. In my opinion. If you and if yeah. you can bust out your crystal ball, then congratulations. Yeah, the Bears Isn't that likely... only like plus one fifty this game. <laughs> <laughs> Bears are going to be without Mac, probably without Allen Robinson too, which takes Kyle Long out several yeah. weeks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this Bills defense—they were as as Brett said—they were tremendous on Monday. They held Brady to seven yards in attempt, which doesn't seem like much, but it's below his career average zero touchdowns sacked him twice they were awesome it's heartbreaking man watching this this defense dp even you busted out your sharp sword to fall on you clicked the bills plus 10 what you got here uh this is the first game that i pulled out of the pack and stuck it on my card but then i got petrified the more i stared at it the whole time i I just i think that there's a possibility where the bears just don't i mean they're sorry the bills just don't score at all and then the Bears can cover easily. So that's why it's much lower in terms of the confidence rankings. But this is just 10 points on the road. That just seems nuts to me. When you look at it and it feels icky, that's when you know it's right, DP. Come on. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. All right, Mo, give us the Homer argument for laying eight with the Chiefs. 
Excellent argument. Well reasoned. Good job. Mo, did we lose you? You're on mute, buddy. Uh, you cut out because my internet farted. I think. <laughs> what What happened? Give us the Homer argument for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, here's the thing about this game. This Brown staff is probably still clueless. Okay. Will they adjust on offense? Will they put Baker in a good spot to succeed versus a bad KCD? I don't really have any confidence in them. But on the other side of the ball, you have what looks like a spot where the Browns can give the Chiefs some trouble. But here's the problem. The Chiefs might just be able to run straight, and then when they pass, I know the Browns have the personnel on paper to slow them down, but they have the personnel on paper to slow the Steelers and the Chargers down. And when they face good offenses, it just hasn't gone well for them. And this is the best offense. Um, I think that they really won't be able to do that much against this Chiefs offense. I don't know that anyone can do much against this Chiefs offense. Um, so I just don't know that their strength there is going to like manifest itself uh, like materially in anything, to be honest. I think this line should be over 10. I, I think this line's too short. Everyone else thinks so too. Um, I don't think I have the heart to fire an 85%. So I, I actually wanted to love the Chiefs in this spot, but because everyone else is on the Chiefs, I just stuck it at the bottom of the card and I'm just staying away from it. But I just truly believe this line is too short. 86% on Kansas City. You also forgot to mention that Anthony Hitchens and Justin Houston both returned to practice against that awful, awful Cleveland offense. Yeesh. Brett was the only person with a real opinion on Cleveland. You had them at a 6 out of 12, right in the middle. What you got, Bermanani? I had them higher. I love this spot for Cleveland. I wanted to put this higher, but Greg Williams, this is the man they put in charge. I just I feel like this Browns fan base has now been sentenced to a lifetime of misery. Is this is we coming thought from that a, before? This is coming from a Bills fan too, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. This is a nightmare. So while this looks like the right side for Cleveland, we're I mean, we're we're buying low on a team with a lot of talent. But here they are with a defensive coach, if you can even call him that, trying to keep pace against Andy Reid and the best offense in the AFC. That worries me. So I had this in my top five to start. I kept sliding it down as I thought more about what this matchup really is. It's Greg Williams against Andy Reid. Only in the AFC? Hold on a second. Yeah, I said that because the Rams offense is better. Wow. Nah, man. What you got here? Okay, here's the difference between the Rams and the Chiefs, okay? They both have very sharp staffs. They both have great systems. They both have great playmakers. One has a QB who's actually great, no matter what. One has a QB who's great because of the system. That's totally fair, but I still think the Rams are a better offense. Do we know if Mahomes would be good outside of any read system? Watch him with two eyes, bro. No, I think he's excellent, but I think the system really elevates his skills a lot. Like, I don't know if he would be as good in the Colt system or the Eagles. This isn't even close. Like, it's not even in the ballpark. Well, this yeah. is like Jared Goff is 
Jared Goff is average at best, 100%. There's no yeah, debate. Yeah, that. Goff is just like all right. I mean, he makes some amazing throws, but I still think he makes the occasional head scratcher and like uh I, I don't think that he's even on the same level as Mahomes. Nobody's nobody's arguing with you. You know Mahomes who, is clearly miles better than you know, Jared Goff. You know who Mahomes is, right? You know who exactly who he is, right, Ma? You might want, you might want to cover yours. He's Russell Wilson. No. What, do you what mean, the no? hell are you talking about, man? What do you mean no? I Brett is saying no on I think you guys are saying no on two different spectrums. They are. <laughs> Brett is saying no, he's not as good, and Mo is saying no, he's not that bad. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying he's a completely he's a complete he's a different quarterback than Russell Wilson. He has an arm. Russell's got a cannon, dude. He just said nobody is not, not like Mahomes. Mahomes yeah, has like elite arm. And Russell Russell's they're both athletic, but Russell gets around on the ground better on a bad offense with a bad offensive line i could see mahomes doing the same exact dumb stuff just running in circles trying to make a play but russ is a way better runner like outside of not just like running around behind the line of scrimmage like he's running faster Uh, russ is also more intelligent as a quarterback (laughs) the what he makes the most horrifying turnover plays. I mean, things that make you absolutely want to break shit if you're backing his team. Mm. All right, let's get to, speaking of Jared Goff, let's get to my Lone Wolves. DP does not have any this week. This is a game I wanted to just go double birds to the market, and I nearly did. This nearly made my top five. Guys, I love the Saints in this spot. I know, I know. They're overvalued after that miraculous domination over the Vikings. It should have been a closer game. We can't say that the Vikings would have won outright. Saints could have still pulled away there in the second half, but they definitely didn't deserve to win by double digits in that fashion. But going home in the Dome, Rams at Saints, the line is one and a half on pinnacle in favor of the Saints. In real life, it is one in favor of the Rams. So I'm definitely on the way wrong side of the market. Public is split 50-50 in this game. And if this game is what I think it is, if this game is first to 50 wins, I'm going to pick the Saints at home. If this was in LA, I'd favor the Rams. And if it was on neutral, I think I would favor the Rams as well. But in New Orleans, at home, in the Dome, First to 50 wins. I'm taking Drew Brees in this spot. There, last week, I learned that Jared Goff is still mortal. He looked shook against the Packers, who played extremely well, but over the larger sample, the Packers aren't that fantastic. I mentioned it last week. We saw something Mostert run for seven yards per carry against them. And the Saints are stout against the run, speaking of that, second in DVOA. So... It's going to have to be Goff. They're not going to have to be able to rely just on Gurley running straight to set the tempo. And I'm favoring the Saints in a track meet. Uh, You all disagree with me, clearly. Uh, DP and Mo, you both have the Rams on your card. DP, I'll go to you first. Tell me why I'm wrong. 
Well, this line should be a pick. Um, I mean, you're getting points with the best team in football against what I think is still just an overrated Saints team. Um, I, I have to take that. Uh, I think uh, the Dante Fowler addition, you know, if he plays, I think that that's fine in terms of just getting a guy who's just going to get up on the defensive line and just run at the quarterback. What That doesn't take uh, too much to incorporate. And uh, overall, I like uh, Sean McVay and what he does with his team more than I like uh, Sean Payton in terms of just being that kind of cocky overconfident guy i mean i think i think peyton is one of the better coaches in the nfl but i don't think that he's on the level of sean McVay. and i overall i think that that matchup along with the fact that the rams are all around just a better team than the saints they are a better version of the saints everywhere they've got a much better defense i'm not sure that again in this specific situation in the dome i don't think they're gonna have a better offense mo what you got what the hell are you talking about man you guys both said everything perfectly, actually. You brought up one of the most at, key points. At, at what position on offense do the Rams have an advantage? It it doesn't matter about positions or having it. First of all, they have a better O-line. They have the best O-line in football. Second, and most importantly, it's just the system. You think, system, you, think Sean system you think Sean McVay's system is that much better than Sean yes. Payton's? Sean what, Payton, are we, what have we been saying all year? Coaching yeah. is underrated. Correct. And what has Sean Payton been doing for a decade on offense? He's fine. He's, He's sh- not He shreds savant. people. Come on. He's also got Drew Brees. Yeah, come on. This is, okay, you already brought it up, Rich. Fake blowout of the Vikes. That's completely irrelevant. Um, if anything... Fact that they got five yards per play against the Vikes inside makes me or five yards per pass, whatever that makes me worried for them. Um, and then, uh, like Donnie said, the Dante Fowler. Uh, th- this is this has the potential to be a really really good pickup for them because their biggest weakness on defense is. On paper, I mean, they're, so they're, they're, their cornerback play has been relatively poor. But on paper, they their biggest weakness is lack of a pass rusher. So he could be really, really helpful there. And then on the other side of the ball, you have Marcus Davenport, who looks like he's probably not going to play. He has been really, really solid for them. He impressed me against the Vikes. And um, I think losing a key pass rusher here could be massive. And How do the Saints possibly slow this offense down in a dome without a key pass rusher. I don't see how they can do it. They don't have to. They'll just outscore them. No, because the Rams are actually capable of getting some stops. They, um, they definitely weren't last week. Here's the problem with this game. And this is the reason I was a little bit hesitant to put it. I have a clear top tier of four. So like the Dolphins were actually like a step below my top four. I had to stick this at the bottom of this top tier. And the only reason I think this is going to be the top play of the week. Everyone is going to jump at the chance to get points with, as Donnie said, the best team in football. And it's really obvious because it's one and a half points off the market. It's this line is not right. And I agree with Donnie. It should be a pick. So this is one and a half points off. Um, but I think it's going to be the most popular play this week. I could be wrong. I mean, there's definitely times where I just like think a side is going to be way popular, like that Packers one earlier this year that we whiffed on. Um, and it, it just like 
it's not even close sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes these top picks really baffle me, but I, I do believe this Rams play will be really popular. That makes me like the Saints even more. <laughs> Brett, you two clicked the Rams, nearly put them in your top five, but did not. What you got here? I've been so bad at capping both of these teams that I just threw this one in the middle. Even though I love the Rams here, I, I, I'm a, I think I'm going to combine like 3-11 and 11 capping these two teams this year. Nightmare. Uh, but I like you guys, I capped this as a pick, but I really have no idea. And like Mo said, everyone is going to want to put this game on the card, whether it's the Saints or the Rams, and I just want to stay away from that. By the way, if McVay is the sharpest, he loses this game on purpose. Because then they can bench everybody in week 13. Do you think... Huh? Go ahead. No, what? What? What are you talking about? So if they win this game, they're going to have a real sweat at going undefeated, correct? Who cares? You bench another game. You can't lose this one because this one has to do with home field advantage in the NFC. Yeah, but are the Saints going to get to 14-2? and Like, the Rams are going to... Walk one in Mexico City against whoever the hell. Don't even go to Mexico City for all we care. The Rams are going to walk through. Their schedule is so easy. That division is so bad. They got the Chiefs. Yeah, that's one game. But wait, they, Carolina plays in that division. They're fine. Uh, excuse me, the Rams. The Rams division. They still have games against the Cards, the Seahawks, Niners. This. All I'm saying is that if they get into a position where they can go undefeated, I think you stubbornly have to go for it. Where in reality, like Todd Gurley should be sitting the last three games of the season to play in the playoffs. Yay, nay. No. I mean, yeah, who cares? Even if you sit him late in the season, you can't lose against the Saints. You can't do it. There's too much on the line for home field advantage. According to you guys, the Rams are just way better, so it doesn't matter, even if they play them on the road in the playoffs. So they're going to lose this game. That would They're going to lose this game on purpose. That would be the ultimate meta. Just rest everybody. They don't need to play an, a single regular season game for the rest of the season. It's right. week nine, and Rich is like, <laughs> lose the game. They're eight. No. They're, they, yeah, can we move on? <laughs> the Rams don't need to win a single game for the rest of the season. Just rest everybody. Bring in Rancho. All right, let's move on. Uh, real quick, Chargers, Seahawks. Again, I'm taking the team with a distinct home field advantage. I'm taking the Hawks as short favorites here, minus two. Uh, I know Burt loves the Chargers, so no shock that he picked them and put them on his card. Uh, but I was surprised to see not only that you guys click Chargers, but how high you put them. Uh, CenturyLink is still a thing, guys. Hawks 2-0 against the spread at home, including a very competitive effort against the Rams. Uh, and as Mo just shouted, coaching matters. Uh, we got Pete Carroll versus Anthony Lynn here. Um, these are two teams that Football Outsiders loves. Uh, Chargers third, Seahawks sixth. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I think the Hawks are back. I think they're going to be a pesky little team. I like them giving less than a field goal. And that's really... All I got. Brumanati, you're the Hargers fan. Tell me why I'm wrong. Because this line is telling me that the Seahawks are slightly worse than the Chargers when, to me, with my eyes, they clearly 
are not. And the line movement is agreeing with me because that is now down to Chargers plus one pretty much everywhere. These are the two teams I talked about in our preseason show. I I bought the over on the Chargers win total. I bought the under on the Hawks. I'm doubling down on that here. I mean, obviously it would be nice to have Joey Bosa back against the Hawks. O-line does not look like that's going to happen. But this L.A. offense is so good. And I think we're going to see some regression here from the Hawks on defense. I don't know how they're doing this. We said that last week. I don't know how they're doing it. But they are. Uh, But there are so many mismatches all over the field for the Chargers offense this week. So this is a Chargers outright win for me. I, I don't know how the Seahawks get stops. Coach them up. Everybody forgets that Legion of Boom. Not many of those players had very much pedigree entering the NFL, but they were coached up just like this unit. Coaching matters. Mo, coaching matters. Why do you got the Chargers here? It does. That's why I'm a little bit scared here, but um, I still have to click the Chargers. I believe this line is a point off the market agreed and moved it. Um, just Brett basically said it. I, I think the Hawks are doing this with smoke and mirrors. I don't understand how they're doing this. I don't understand how this defense has been as good as it's been, but it has. But I, I also bake in regression and think they're massively overperforming their talent level. DP, you two chargers on your card. Round it out. Yeah, these guys said everything that I would have said. Uh, the line's a point off for me, and I honestly have no clue how the Seahawks continue to play the way that they do and win these games. I just don't I don't understand it. I don't at all. Coach him up. Also, Melvin Gordon, big question mark, did not play in London with that hamstring, has been limited all week. Doesn't matter. It does matter. Austin Eckler. What do you mean doesn't matter? They'll have the better running back in. Austin Eckler is awful. Austin running backs Eckler matter rushes. now. Austin Eckler is not good at football. He is. Yeah, he is. No, he's just Jalen Richard, James White. These guys are not good at football. They're just good at their roles. They cannot okay. play. Well, that's fine. Yeah, but what I'm saying is. And Melvin Gordon is running through holes that are the size of three dump trucks. What I'm saying is Eckler can't do what Melvin Gordon does. He just can't. He can do it. Austin Eckler does, but he cannot do. They can, there are specific plays they can't even. You just can't run with Eckler. He's not big enough and not strong enough. Get out of here with these scat backs that everybody thinks are good just because they have an easy role. Like, James White is not good at football. He's just good at doing James White things. I will die on that hill. Tell me more about how good Derrick Henry is. (laughs) Derrick Henry's not good. Tell me more about how the Rams should lose in Week 9, That's why. That's why Deion Lewis is excellent. Because he can. He's the rare small guy that can do things that big guys do. He can run between the tackles and be super physical for his size. That's why he is so special. Uh, Rich is a sizist. This is great. He's special except for there was this white guy from Chadron, Nebraska, who was the same. (laughs) Stop. Denny Woodhead was trash. Are you serious right now? Yeah, like I'm actually gonna get pissed if you sit here and tell me that 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 dude was great. What do you play like? Football. What do you play like? Five good seasons. And the only good ones were in the Patriots system doing the James White thing. Everything you need a running back. To Danny do. Woodhead was like as great a football player as there could be. Oh my god! I mean, what else do? What more do you want from that guy? Great. Go to go to Belichick and and just do Belichick things and be great. That makes sense. All right, let's get to. The card, 
where Mo gets to lead us off. And he's got a pick. You guys just put something in the group chat. I don't know if this is true. Well, I guess we'll hear about it while we discuss this game. This was the most popular play, or second most uh, popular play for all of us. Consensus pick. Slam dunk for me. What you got, Mo? I want to fade the team that we thought was the biggest fade coming into the season. I want to fade the Dallas Cowboys. Um, The Titans are somehow plus six and a half here. This is just a baffling line. I think this is at least three points off. Um, Question here is which bad QB can make more plays? Uh, I slightly trust Dak more to not just give the game away. That's for sure. Especially with a key injury here to Derek Morgan, a really talented pass rusher uh, for the Titans. But I just think the Titans staff is running a better system and if Mariota continues to get healthier, he can be fine here. And they just have much, much more talented weapons in the likes of uh, the aforementioned Dion Lewis and then Corey Davis. Uh, they can, I, I just, Dallas minus three and a half to me is like, you cannot go above that one. I don't understand this line. I think this is way off, and I just love the Titans here. Point already in the other direction, minus five and a half on Pinnacle. 50-50 split in the game, and the health is really where I give the nod to the Titans. They've been really banged up this entire season. They needed the bye more than anyone. We get Taylor Luan and Jack Conklin not on the injury report for the first time all season. Mariota also removed from the injury report, and Kenny Vaccaro and Will Compton still on the injury report, but full participants in practice. So five guys that are really good players, finally healthy for this team. You guys, I, I mentioned it. What is this Zeke thing that you guys are talking about? Is this real? I'm not seeing anything. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Oh, okay. To pull the curtain back, they put Zeke t- tore his hamstring in the group chat. And I did not see anything. Uh, DP, I was wrong. This is the third most popular, and it's because of TP. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, Minotti, you had this in your top five. You love this game. Well, I agree with Mo on everything except for the the weapons. I mean, give me Zeke and Amari Cooper over Corey Davis and Deion Lewis. Amari Cooper sucks. You are such an Amari truther. Yeah, that guy just might be bad at football. Are we done with this yet? No, we're not. Just just wait. Just wait. But but yeah, this this line is wrong, and it's creeping back down to where it should be. uh, Five and a half in most books as of this morning. I think it should be four. Uh, We're buying low on the Titans coming off a buy. Hopefully... They figured out some things on the offensive side of the ball where they have been putrid all year. I don't know what LaFleur is doing with this offense, but I'm still buying this team. There's just too much talent all over the field. Uh, There's just a better – there's more talent on this team than there is on the Cowboys. So we're we're getting at least two points of value here. Was LaFleur just playing with coloring books while McVay was scheming for offense? Seriously. I was I had high hopes for this offense this year. Just being, I thought they were finally going to put it together. Just being around McVay, you would think you'd pick up a couple things. Also, Cowboys just doing? firing coaches midseason. Who got fired? Their O line coach, right? Yeah, oh. I thought I saw that. So, guy gets an autoimmune disease, and you just fire your coach. Fire the coach. Seems fair. Uh, DP, 
what are you doing here? You have this as your one pointer. What's happening? I don't understand. I don't want anything to do with this game. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, I think the Titans are the right side, but I just I hate this game. It was it was originally in the middle, and then it just kept getting moved down. And the more I moved it down, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I can't think about this stupid game anymore. I'm putting it at the bottom, and I'm just going to forget about it. That's what I did. All right, Minotti, you're up next. You have another consensus pick. A home team, a short home favorite. This is a beautiful spot. Love this game. What you got, Bert Minotti? I've got the the Broncos as a very short home favorite. Uh, the line action on this game has been wild. Uh, the Sharps moved this line to Denver minus three early in the week. Then it fell to a pick. Uh, and now more sharp money looks to be coming in on Denver uh, minus one over the Texans. And that's that's too low for me. This Houston team has won five in a row, but who have they beaten? Indy, Dallas, Buffalo, Jacksonville, Miami. This is why this team had the easiest strength of schedule coming into the season and why there is value fading them right now. Denver has covered three in a row. They covered both games against Kansas City. They covered against the Rams for us. And they might actually be better than Houston. Football outsiders certainly think so. Uh, Denver seventh overall in DVOA. Houston is twelfth. So this this looks like at least a full two points off to me. the The Demarius trade really has nothing to do with anything here, and I feel like there's some steam built into that. Uh, so just give me the better team at mile high here. Watson Watson at mile high might be a train wreck. We knew we were going to get good home spots with the Broncos. We absolutely knew that this was coming. This is in everybody's top five, as I mentioned, consensus pick. DP, I'll go to you first. What's up here? Why do you like the Denver Broncos? Well, this line is disrespectful to Denver, especially when they're at home. I mean, come on. These teams, they appear pretty similar to me. Um, I I don't think either of them are good, as Brett mentioned. I think that this Houston Texans team, I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, can't, can't remember if it was on the recap pod or the regular pod, but um, just the fact that, that who the hell have they beaten? Like, what what is this team? They had that what is it four or five game winning streak? That's just a total joke. Um, I think this should be more like two and a half in favor of Denver, even up to three. Um, and they're at home against again an overrated Texans team with a bad offensive line. I think that they're going to just get after Deshaun Watson a ton and make him to do some really erratic things, some crazy things. I mean. Like Brett mentioned the Demarius Thomas thing. I think some people are factoring that in here. I just don't think Demarius is just going to be able to plop over there and learn this offense. Bill O'Brien's offense is actually uh, fairly complicated uh, to learn. Um, he runs a bit of uh, what uh, you know they used to do over in New England or still do over in New England. And I don't think Demarius is easily just going to be able to pick that up. And then, I mean, Demarius is going to wet himself in in mile high in the, in the opponent's jersey. I mean, he wets himself in his own jersey. So I don't really put too much stock into that. So just give me this Broncos team. Absolutely love this spot. Thank you, Brett. Mo, round it out. Yeah, Brett said it. it, sh- it this line should be three. Um, and I, I agree with football. I think, I think this Broncos team is like pretty good. Uh, they slowed down. Uh, this historic Chiefs offense twice really made them work. Um, I think they could shred this Houston offense with that pass rush. Um, the problem is the Houston D line versus Denver does worry me, but the playmakers, man, we got Corlin Sutton, Manny, and Philip Lindsay. 
And then on the other side, you have Nuke, who's obviously awesome, but then Demarius, who isn't very good, and Lamar Miller, who's just blah. I mean, they have way more talented uh, ball toters in space. Like, I don't want to call them ball carriers since two of them are receivers, but you get these guys the rock, they're going to make way more plays, I think, than the Houston guys. All right, before Brett goes, I want to tell him what my pick is. The Bills make me want to No, you did not do that. Of course I did it. This is an autoplay, guys. Come on. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Well, you're not serious because I'm firing Vito. If you didn't do it, I was I picked the Bills and I was going to fire the Vito here. Get Rogers on the card. Well, no. Wait. Wait. Be patient. Have a ha, have an inch of patience. Oh, I see. Because Maybe I should let Brett do this then, because I wanted Rogers on the card. So you can you can veto you. Your veto stands. You just don't have to replace them yet, because Donald. First of all, the Bills are an auto play. Plus ten at home, Trubisky. You absolutely have to bet real American dollars on Buffalo in this game. Don't watch. Don't turn it on. This is a snap autoplay. You cannot lay 10 points with Trubisky on the road. You just cannot do it. It cannot be allowed. DP, you're up next. Who do you got? Rogers is on the card for you, Mo. <laughs> I did it. There you go. Good. I mean, this line should be closer to three or three and a half for me. I think it's, it's just stupid that this is six. The Packers, listen, they may not have as an explosive of an offense as the Chiefs when the Chiefs went into Foxborough, but they have a better defense than the Chiefs. And Rodgers, I think, is a better quarterback than Mahomes. As much as Mahomes was touting the crap out of, or Mo was touting the crap out of Mahomes a little while ago, Rodgers is just really freaking good. And you guys know how I feel about this Patriots defense, who is also dealing with um, a, a banged up uh, Dante Hightower still. Um, who, I mean, that guy, even when he's on the field, he's just a shell of himself, despite as many of those stupid uh, punt blocks and, and interceptions that are thrown right into his gullet that he gets. Uh, Bill Belichick against McCarthy, obviously that's a mismatch, but, I mean, this game is just going to be about some offense, and in an offensive shootout like this, I mean, six points is just way too much. And then you get the Gronkowski injury, even with that guy when he's on the field, he's not fucking right this year, so... I mean, this is just this is stupid to have this at six. It's really just dumb. If Green Bay's defensive performance last week is any indicator of what's to come, if that's not a total outlier, then this team is really interesting. I mean, Jair Alexander, where the hell did that guy come from? He was tremendous last week as the slot corner. And we all know this Patriots defense really kind of suspect, especially up front, 30th in adjusted sack rate, so there's not going to be much pressure on Rodgers in this game, even if they get behind the back doors wide open. And I really think that the Packers are money bet line. They're a super live dog against New England. This is a clown line. Go ahead, Bert. I thought this line was fair because of coaching, so I threw it at the bottom. You did throw it at the bottom. I did pick the Packers, but partial blinders. You're like a pirate. You've got one. You got one patch on. This line should be three and a half. Yeah, for sure. It's it's go Rogers. You guys want to hear the collective pick? Everybody's waiting with bated breath. 
Yeah, go ahead because I'm not allowing the Bills to be on the card. Well, you're gonna. Have I don't to, care what happens. Your, your next highest pick is the Rams. You're gonna put the the Rams on the card? Absolutely. Oh my god! All right, here's the collective pick. The collective chooses the Washington racial slurs. We're back. Back, that sounder is so good. Back on the slurs. Why does the public hate this team? What do they have to do? And it's so weird because last week should have been the week where the public starts getting on them. They cover as public road. I don't want, I don't want to say favorites, but they were a pick em in a lot of places or short dogs. And they smash the Giants. They make everybody money that bet on them. They were on every parlay card. People tease them up to a touchdown. Oh, what What do they have to do? I don't understand. Have you, have you watched? The, I mean, you've watched these games. They look. I was they look that good. They Paper look like tiger. But they get it done. They just get it done every week. They're a paper tiger. They're yeah, not but, good. But we can recognize that they get it done, but the public just wants like crazy high flying stuff all over the field. So you know, in in this spot, that's kind of what you get, where you get them going against a team who is like known to be high flying with a ton of weapons and all that sort of stuff, really flashy, blah blah blah, in the Falcons. Mo, you're the lowest on this game. You worried about Matt Ryan outdoors? You worried Not about really. this Falcons the, defense? I like and Robert Alford. Add him to the list of Atlanta's Walking Dead on defense. Um, there aren't enough bye weeks to get this Falcons team healthy. <laughs> yeah, just can they put pressure on Matt Ryan? If they can, they're gonna be fine. If they're if Ryan is standing in some clean pockets, they might be in trouble. Still no Crowder, which sucks. Chris Thompson not ruled out yet, but trending in that direction. Again, I don't think this Slurs offense is as bad as it should be. They're just kind of like the Jets, at, at least. Not, they're not as bad as the Jets. They're just deprived of weapons right now. And I was seeing something about um, Jordan Reed. One of the reasons why uh, people believe the Jordan Reed thing is happening is his dot is really high right now. Like, they're just sending him down the field. Get, get the buy, Just get him the ball. It doesn't have to be far down the field. It could be near the line of scrimmage. It could be on a drag route. But <laughs> the guy's good. Feed him a little bit. All right, let's figure this out. Where are you at, Brett? I know you have your freebie, and I don't want to deprive you of a chance to use it. Uh, well, let's let's have a look. All right, this is this is called how do we remove Rich's card from the uh, Rich's pick from the card as efficiently as possible. I cannot believe that we're taking the bills off the card. What are you talking about, man? It's Peterman. The Peterman. This is the game. This is Bills outright. This is Bills money bet line. Oops. Wrong soundboard. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> the The only thing I would do is put the Jets on the card, but we're not doing that. So I think it's it's on you. If All right, let's go. Rams are in there. That's Get so this gross. trash Bills pick out. So gross. Public ass Rams on the card. We're putting Moe's. Yeah, and against the lone wolf for Rick. We're Rip. putting Moe's top, top four, four on the card. That's what we should have been doing all year. So if this is the week I blow it, I'm sorry. <sighs> the week Rich warns you not to blow it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody's happy with... Uh, the four consensus picks on the card. Broncos, Packers, 
Titans, Cal, uh, Red, uh, Racial Slurs. Ooh, almost said it. We're all happy with that. It's this fifth one that you guys want to know what it would have been if uh, we went the old system. The old system, I'm going to play the sounder. It would have been, where are we at here? Okay, it is this one. The greatest football team. The collective chooses the Los Angeles Chargers. Would have been the Chargers. Beat out the Rams by .25. Well, I think mine should wait more than yours. So, Well, yeah, it's you, you fired the veto. You get to do whatever the hell you want. No, I mean on the collective system. Oh, wow. should be a weighted system. Mm. <laughs> Most picks are worth... 1.5 more than everyone yeah. else. Yeah, interesting. All right, that's the card then. Broncos, Packers, Titans, racial slurs, Rams? Public Rams? It's not even that public. It's 50-50, You just said it's going to be the number one pick. <laughs> how do you say it's not that public now? You just ranted about how yeah. public it's going to be. No, yeah. I meant in the contest. I mean, overall, it's like 50-50, but in the contest, it will be public because the line is off market. Well, the contest is all that matters. And everybody just wants a piece of this game in the contest, for sure. These are, Probably both of these teams will be top 10. I'm going to be five. insufferable when the Bills win outright. Sorry. That's not going to happen, though. I'm doing a money line parlay with the Bills and the Packers, so you guys have fun. The, the Packers. I'll see you on my island. The Packers are a live ass dog. One. By, by the way, the, the, that's not the money line parlay to fire. Money line parlay to fire is Titans Packers. That's the money line. Money bet. I would agree. Titans, Packers, Bills, and Browns. Well, I think no, Bills just, Bills just. <laughs> Bills and Browns. If you're going to fire a Bills Browns money line parlay, please go to like the closest Salvation Army and drop a few dollars in the bucket. Like, Never fire Browns. That's a much better use of your money than firing it on that parlay. Uh, so that's it. That's the show. Follow these guys on Twitter at Brett Colson, C O L S O N, at Mo Nuara, N U W W A R A H, at Donnie underscore Peters. I'm at Rich T. Ryan. If you're listening to us on a browser somehow, please subscribe, rate, review. You can do so on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, you will find us there. Best of luck in your betting ventures. Four and one. Rams are not covering. Bills by a billion. See you next week. Peace. Ow.